Hey everyone, and welcome to the Inside Out Group Podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Michael, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, you just said our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Maybe our tagline should be our goal is to help you redefine everything from the inside out now. I guess so after today, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't sure where you're going with that. I was looking at my notes and I was like, did I say something wrong? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. I am doing well, man. Uh, how are you guys? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm about to hit my second week of completely at home. Um, however, I've been reading a really good book to help with it. So I'm uh, I'm actually really I don't you know me. I don't I don't read a lot, um, but I read half this book in two days. So I'm like really going through it. And so far, it's been tons of information. Nice. What book? Is it a coding uh, called, book? It, no, it's called Remote, and it's written by the co-founders of Basecamp. Yeah, I, I know that book. Actually, I think I have that book. You should read it. It's actually super informative, super practical. That's cool. Yeah. No, I'm 90% sure I have that book. I think it was given to me by someone. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll read it. And I just haven't read it. Yeah, I'll say to everyone, if you happen to want to pick up this book, I know I'm only halfway through, but so far it's, I mean, you're taking tips from a company who basically is 100% remote and has been for six years. So they understand everything from different time zones to different schedules to the point where it's even, um, you know, they have all the, the interfaces down where, yeah, they let everyone pick their own schedule. And their only requirement is that as long as you have a four hour overlap, your team, you don't lose productivity. Like oh, there's simple cool. stuff like that's really cool. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So it's interesting. We're talking about remote because we're remote right now and mm -hmm. it's looking like we're going to be that way for a while. And so everyone that's listening to this, they, they know, uh, we are experiencing a lockdown in New York state because of the COVID-19 virus. And this mm -hmm. has completely changed, um, church for us hundred percent in yeah. the past week. Yeah. I mean, easily. I, I think I told you the, the biggest thing for me was, uh, the week that everything was starting to, to hit the fan was when I was actually in Ohio. And I know you have a travel story too, but, um, I was working such long days in Ohio. I left on a Sunday, came back on a Friday. And while I'm reading the news on Friday, I'm like, Oh my God, what am I coming back to? It's like, I yeah. was so out, out of tune that in a matter of five days, it changed that drastically. Uh, and that Sunday we were actually our first remote experience. Yeah. You know, yeah. the day I got back. So, um, yeah. definitely how quickly things are changing is definitely, I think probably the biggest effect on everyone is just how quick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you got back on a Friday. I left Sunday morning to go to the Dominican Republic on my third day in the DR. Uh, they shut down the borders. And so I had to get mm -hmm. myself and eight other people out of the country in less than 24 hours. And it was the worst experience I've ever had at an airport. Uh, rightfully so. I mean, here you yeah. have a country Justified. that's shutting down their borders for at least 15 days, maybe longer. And everyone kind of panicking to be able to get out and stuff. So it was pretty crazy, man. It was it was yeah. really crazy. But yeah. we, we did make it back. And then I get back to New York State. And here we are. Um, mm -hmm. 
everything is uh, essentially shut down. So just to, for anyone who's listening outside of New York State, uh, our governor, and I'm going to give him props, I think he's doing an incredible job at leading through this, especially with so many uncertainties. And um, as of today, I think there was close to 15,000 people in New York or 16,000 people in New York that were diagnosed with the COVID vi- virus. Uh, mm-hmm. 46% of the country's um, uh people that are diagnosed with this sickness are in our state. And so we've been hit extremely hard. We're seeing the, the economy do a downturn. Um, and we're having to literally, uh, in the matter of seven to 10 days, reconfigure everything about life as we've known it and what it looks mm-hmm. like. And that also plays into how does the church respond um, whenever you can't have church? How does the church respond? Yep. And, and so that's what we want to talk a little bit about today. And so first off, I just want to state, state like this is, this is going to be a little bit of a different conversation. It's going to be a lot of going back and forth. In our situation, we've kind of shared a little bit with where you are. We don't know how long this is going to last. Uh, today at the press conference, the governor said it could be four months, six months. It could even be as much as nine months. And so what I would say for someone who's not in New York State is I would start planning and preparing for the worst now, praying for the best, but planning and preparing for the worst now. This is not going to be something that goes away in two weeks or three Mm -hmm. weeks or even a month. Um, At best, I would give it two months. And so uh, we've said before that we are married to the mission and we date the method. Uh, Now is an opportunity for the church to be the church to be married to the mission and the gospel of Jesus Christ. But your method of how you did church two weeks ago does not work anymore. Yeah. Just bottom line, you, you literally can't do it anymore. And so Nate, why don't you start off uh, with talking about, cause we've never done live streaming before. And uh, in mm-hmm. less than 72 hours, our team uh, working with you and, and I mean, they just, they literally were working 15, 16 hours a day for three days trying to be able to get this ready for live stream. Uh, why don't you go a little bit into that? Cause I don't know a ton about how it works, um, but about what we did and how we went from literally nothing to now we have a functioning halfway decent live stream for under 500 bucks. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is just kind of not expecting the world, right? This isn't going to be you're dumping $20,000 like a TV show or a movie into something. You're kind of doing it with the budget you have and you can still go a long way with the budget that you have. I mean, if you think of it in today's world that, uh, you know, anyone can go on live on Instagram with their cell phone, right? You're not really shooting for amazing quality. Everyone's kind of expecting that, right? The expectation at the end of the day is that anyone can go live. Anyone can broadcast something. Um, so it doesn't take mountains to do it right. Um, you know, literally if worse came down to it, you could put your phone on a tripod and be, streaming tomorrow if worse came down to absolutely it. and we do know pastors who have done that mm-hmm. yeah and because i mean facebook give it what it is but it's a great platform still for you know if you have a page to post on that to stream on that uh still is a great resource that you get for free essentially uh to stream on uh the way we do it we went um a little extra with the way we did stuff but uh we currently use a platform called stream monkey uh we evaluated a lot of different ones uh, still in between a couple, but Stream Monkey so far is the one that gives you the best bang for your buck. Uh, and from what I heard this morning talking to other churches, they're kind of actually the only service that isn't completely overloaded, meaning, you know, everyone comes online on a Sunday morning, other systems are going down, crashing, can't handle the whole 
uh, resource limit. So uh, Street Monkey's actually been pretty pretty good with all that. Um, we also have a camera, so we record our Sunday experiences, uh, not live stream, but we've been recording for a while. Yeah. We were able to re- repurpose that camera um, because it has an HDMI out or a video out, um, and we were able to just piggyback off of that. Uh, the only thing we had to purchase was a way to connect that to the laptop, and I think we spent $170 on it, Yeah, uh, give or take, and uh, all that does is just plug the camera into the computer, and now it shows up the same as your webcam would when you go through it. Uh, and that's a big thing going forward. The other thing we had to go through, we went through a couple different rounds of this. Uh, you do need a decent computer. I'm not saying go out and spend $3,000 on the next MacBook pro and all that other stuff, but you, you, you know, your generic Walmart off the shelf computer will not do it. Would you think so like a Chromebook would do it? Now I don't no, know a ton about Chromebooks, no, but like no, you're talking no. like HP, uh, middle grade or baseline or what? I would say middle grade or baseline business, but your baseline consumer won't do it. If okay. that makes sense. So like a $500 computer, 700? Yeah, I would say you could easily do it for 500 bucks, uh, you know, 400 bucks if it's a desktop on sale, something like that. Uh, but you could definitely do it from around that price range, right? You're not breaking the bank and spending all the money on a great computer, but uh, there are certain requirements that are needed. Because you got to think, so the way that we're doing it is, we're taking an audio feed, we're taking a video feed, we're doing overlays, we're combining them and then having to have a good internet connection to then, you know, put those layers on top of each other and then send it out, right? That's not something yeah. standard that you normally do. While doing text layovers as well, which we'll get exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other thing too, that everyone seems to overlook because again, everyone does this on their phone. Everyone does this uh, with the technology that they have. But if you're going to get a computer and you're going to go forward with this, uh, you're going to do yourself a favor and you're going to make sure it's a wired internet connection, right? Wi-Fi drops. Chances are churches don't have the best IT guys in the world. Uh, so the Wi-Fi is not going to be 100% reliable and 100% uh, steady. When it comes to streaming and you uploading video, it's just a matter of uh, your connection doesn't need to be fast. You don't need to go out and buy the best internet in the world. It just needs to be steady. And that's that's what makes or break a, a stream. Yeah. And just so everybody knows, we have Spectrum, which we don't have a lot of options here in Albany, New York. Mm-hmm. And Spectrum's download averages around 90 and upload is about 9.9, right under 10. Um, mm-hmm. So it is not the fastest internet out there, but that's it's the best internet that we can get uh, with our budget. And honestly, we, we, we don't have Google Fios or, yeah, uh, or Verizon. Is it Fios, Verizon Fios or Google yep fiber wire that's just not available up here and so we're very yeah. limited with what we have yeah and you can definitely do it with those limited connections as we as i said but you want to make sure it's a wired connection right yeah. that dsl will not that work. stuff doesn't drop yeah yep um and then the other thing too is just just know the software you want to use there's a bunch of software out there you could pay for such as wirecast Streamlabs. there's also other software you can get for free such as obs OBS is an open source broadcasting software, which has come a long way. So OBS is what we use because we stream from a Mac. Um, And it's great. You just basically build what are called scenes. So we have a scene for just the video camera. We have a scene with a text overlay for our text to number, our websites, a starting soon uh, scene, ending scene, 
uh, and we put all of our video and verses and stuff like that as separate scenes in OBS. Yeah. And OBS is the one at the end of the day that's handling all of your inputs, all of your overlays, and then sending it to whatever streaming service you want to provide for it. And that's free, correct? Yeah. OBS is the name of it. Open broadcast or software. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the last thing that I'm going to encourage everyone to do, uh, we only had 72 hours, as you said, I wasn't even home for, I think like 60 of those 72 hours. So it didn't make a difference. Um, but test it. And I'm not saying like load everything in OBS or your software and says, Oh, it looks good on the output screen. Like you're going to want to basically get some generic music, get a camera facing a wall. If you have to, if you don't have overlays and stream it for an hour. Basically, make sure that during yeah. that hour, nothing drops. The computer doesn't overheat. Your cables are all solid, right? You don't need to like watch it for an hour, but you need to basically just go through it later. Make sure during that hour, you know, OBS lets you know, hey, did I drop any frames? Did the internet cut out? Did my audio source start dying, right? Um, you'll know very quickly, probably within 30 minutes of that hour, if you have the right setup or if you don't. Um, but yeah, test it. Don't just set it up. Actually go through and test it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, look, you're not going to be Elevation Church or Bethel or Hillsong right. right now. And to be honest with you, I don't think people are looking for that. Even if you look at some of these larger churches who would normally broadcast their full experience or gathering, uh, they're doing a much smaller, intimate setting because your congregation is no longer in front of you. Your congregation is sitting in their pajamas or their boxers watching you on their TV or on their laptop. And so mm -hmm. uh, your your approach, you, you can't go with this full-blown, I mean, you can, but I would not recommend all the time going with a full-blown, you know, worship and lights and production and type of stuff. Uh, we've dialed it back 90% from what we would normally do. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, uh, I mean, we dialed it back one because... Um, one, we can't have all the resources there, right? I mean, we're only allowed 10 people in a room currently in New York State, so it's yeah. not like we're really going above and beyond to make sure that all of our staff is there. We're trying to do the best that we can to make sure that if you're there, you're doing something essential and you're being utilized. You're not just sitting around. Um, so that's part of the reason we dialed back. Um, and some of the other ways we dialed back, I mean, as you said, right, people are going to be watching from their computer. Honestly, a lot of people are watching from their phone. Um, so if you honestly think that they're going to appreciate, like I'm saying they won't appreciate, but if you think they'll get the full experience through lights and good audio and, you know, on top of everything, a $10,000 production, uh, they're watching it on their phone at the end of the day. And at the end of the day with what people are looking for, they're really looking for a community, not for this giant broadcast, just some way for them to still feel connected. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And a way we do that is um, one of the people that runs the live stream actually runs uh, the chat in both. So we stream to Facebook Live and YouTube, both with their own chat functionality. And people will go through there with questions. We'll answer the questions. We'll reply to stuff. We'll post relevant stuff to Michael's message as we're going forward. Uh, and there's other people in there just posting prayer requests and someone else will jump on and do the same thing. Uh, and it's just a way that you can build community that way. And that should almost be your focus over production is to really make sure that you're building community rather than building a show. Yeah, absolutely. Can, can you real quick? So stream monkey, mm -hmm. um, cause again, I'm not hundred percent sure how this works. Stream monkey is the platform and, and, and so talk to me just from a technical standpoint, we send the signal to stream monkey, correct. Yep. And then what happens yep. there? 
Yeah, so StreamMonkey is uh, a streaming provider, but also can be a middleman, as you want to call it. So StreamMonkey, there's a common protocol when you stream called RTMP. Can't tell you what that stands for, but that's the basically, if you're streaming, that's the protocol that you're sending stuff to. Um, StreamMonkey acts as the decoder in that case. Your computer is the encoder, StreamMonkey is the decoder. And they give you a nice website, right, that you can go. So we have their player embedded in our website in a couple different places so people can watch. What StreamMonkey also does is if you set up your Facebook account or your YouTube account, it will forward that traffic. So Facebook is a viewer, YouTube is a viewer. Uh, and that way people on those platforms can watch the same stream that you're watching. So they're kind of just a a middleman for Facebook and YouTube. So your laptop doesn't have to stream to three different sources. But in themselves, if you weren't streaming to Facebook and YouTube, they also provide you with the video player, the recorder, the download that you can then use later. Yeah, and I also believe if you have a Roku TV, uh, you can you can watch through your Roku TV smart TV as well. That's what my I think wife with did them, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and then you know, each platform there is a few second delay. Uh, the I believe YouTube is actually the quickest. Our website is the quickest than YouTube, and then Facebook. Uh, but yep. there's a few second delay. Uh, but if you're the, the, the whoever, the viewer, they're not going to notice that delay. Correct. Something Correct. from a uh, church standpoint that we're trying to do every live stream is because we don't have person to person contact anymore with people. And so we're pushing our main email address uh, for all questions, prayer requests, needs that come in. And for us, it's info at citychurchalbany.com. It's a shared email mm -hmm. address, and really it's whoever gets to it first on the staff answers the questions and responds. Uh, the second thing is we've tech, we've set up a text in number, and Nate, I'm going to let you talk about this because you did this as well. Um, today I actually tested it out for the first time. I was like, this is pretty dope. I saw you. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so why don't you tell me a little bit about this? Uh, so the text to give thing was something, or just a text in number, I should call it. It's not really text to give. Um is a number that we played around with. And I know, Michael, we've talked about this before. There's different services that do it, but there's obviously a cost involved, normally a pretty high cost involved in terms of per month and setup and all that stuff. Um, so I work in the tech industry and honestly, I built it in about an hour. Didn't take that long to go through it. So um, we use a program called Twilio, which basically you just pay a dollar a month and they give you a, a phone number. And then you pay some ridiculous less than half a penny a text fee for every text that comes in and out and then we wrote code that just does the auto response so if someone texts give oh we'll text you back a give link then some information if you text salvation we'll text you back some information on how you can go forward with that and we keep setting it up the benefit i'll i'll say to this um another member of the staff dan and i have been working on going forward with this it's currently open source meaning you can go on the internet see all the code that we wrote for the text to give and actually implement it yourself and we're actually coming up with a way to do a one-click button where you can click one button and assuming you have a an account in both these services, which are fairly easy to set up, you could have your own text-in number uh, at one click. So we're working through some to some things that we want to do there. But um, yeah, it was fairly easy to set up. It's not expensive. I put $20 in and I think we spent 250 and obviously a dollar if that was the actual number. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. Um, if you're a church of a, a pastor of a small church, we, this a lot of this information is very overwhelming. Um, mm -hmm. And so where would you recommend them to just start or to reach out for questions or 
um, kind of what would you just recommend them for someone who is not tech savvy? I'm not the most tech savvy person outside of what's on my phone. Uh, and even then I have to Google how to do half the stuff. So what would you recommend for someone like that? Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't have someone who's tech savvy or don't want to give it a shot, you can, uh, there's a number of services you can sign up for. I don't have a list of them off the top of my head, but I'll throw some of the show notes when I find them. Um, the other thing too, I mean, if you have any questions, uh, I mean, I am, I do not have all the time in the world, but I'm happy to help out. So if you email podcast at insideoutgroup.org, uh, because we have the code written and how it works, I mean, we could have a number set up in 30 minutes through a conference call. Like that's all it takes. Um, so it's very simple, very effective. And honestly, you're paying next to nothing for a way for people to reach your church essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we dive into kind of the other things that we're doing, I also want to spend just uh, just a moment. I want to continue addressing some of the other things we make sure to do in our live stream is we are addressing the reality of what's out there. Uh, this is an opportunity mm -hmm. for pastors to offer hope to people that are that are watching. Uh, and then the other thing, just reiterating what we've already said, we're keeping it simple. We don't have a full band. We're doing a laid back environment. And honestly, we're just going to preach through preach through a book in the Bible right now. We're going to go through Philippians outside of Easter Sunday and just offer some practical help with that. Uh, the other thing that I want to, you know, address real quick is budgets. Um, a lot of people uh, have been wondering, what do we do about our budgets? We have frozen our budgets as a church and we have completely reallocated uh, the finances to be able to, 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 to essentially be able to be able to do what we're doing to, to put it towards live stream, to put it towards a text in option number, uh, as well as to be able to serve our community as well. Um, your budget that you voted on, uh, three months ago is not going to work for the rest of 2020. And, and here's something else I would say for pastors, uh, don't go out and just start spending money because following the coronavirus, we are going to experience a massive downturn in the economy. And now I pray it doesn't happen. And I hope to God your church and our church is not affected. But the reality is the stock market has gone down 8,000 points in a week. Um, that's unprecedented. That is something that we have not seen uh, in an extremely, extremely long time. And people are saying this could be just as bad, if not worse than the Great Depression, because it is affecting not just America. This is affecting the world. And so that means you're going to have people in your church that are going to lose jobs, which means they're not going to be able to give. Um, and there's going to be people in need in your church. And so I would not keep your budget uh, where it has been. Uh, I would just stop spending money unless it's absolutely essential to, to the mission yep. that you're trying to do. Uh, yep. and, and going back to, and I was actually on a call with our interns before this, uh, this is why it's so important to have mission clarity. Uh, the mission is not to have church on Sunday. The mission is to reach people for Jesus. And our method, uh, we are married to the mission. We date the method. Like we've said before, we said just a few minutes ago, and this is going to change drastically uh, for us. And we don't know if it's going to be three months, six months, nine months, or even longer. But I will tell you this, church will not be the same for anybody moving forward from this point forward in the future, even whenever everything is back yep. to normal church is not going to look the same. Uh, and so we also, we, we understand like, you don't want to just reach people. Uh, you want to be able to disciple them. And so this has been something where we've really seen our team uh, step it up 
um, and, and lean into technology. And a lot of this is free resources that we're using uh, to be able to continue discipling people, continue in putting encouraging words in front of them, continue to see them grow in their relationship with Christ. And so by mandate, we have to have all of our, uh, and by mandate, I mean by the federal or the state level mandate, we have to have all of our groups that now meet online. And so I did my first internship tonight online. And so this is all community groups, all leadership meetings, all staff meetings. We can't even have staff in the office anymore. Um, and so we're using Microsoft Teams. And so Nate, just for a brief second, why don't you talk a little bit about Teams and then also yeah. about Zoom calls, which is another uh, resource that's out there for people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to quickly add on to what you're saying about how yeah, things change and stuff like that. Um, honestly, a lot of the there's a couple of social experiments going on right now. And a lot of the reasons some of the colleges stopped early and a lot of the businesses stopped early is not because they necessarily had to stop as early as they did. This is a huge social experience to basically prove that all of college can be done online. All of work can be done online. I mean, there's a whole thing that's going to be, if I'm working from home for three months, why do I need to go back to the office? Yeah. Now? Yeah. And the same thing is going to happen to church where we're already planning to do the live stream after this whole thing is said and done because the culture is effectively going to change, right? You look back at any time something drastic has happened. Yeah. Business after it's going to go back, but it's not going to go back the exact same way. And I think this is going to be the new realization for it. These digital tools have been out there forever. People have used them, but it hasn't been the norm. It's going to be the norm after yeah. this. And I think we're, that's something to just definitely prepare Yeah, we're for. being forced to use them. And, and just like 9-11, that changed air travel forever. Yeah. This is going to change communication forever. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So... Just a quick side note on that. Um, yeah, Microsoft Teams is what we're using for, as you said, internship, internal staff meeting, leadership meeting. And we recently just set it up with groups. Um, what's super cool, I didn't know if they did this just for COVID-19 or they did this a couple months ago and I didn't realize it. Inside Planning Center groups, you can set an address uh, for people to see where you are, but now you can set a virtual link for your group. So now when a, a someone signs up for your group or someone's in your group and they get the event notification, uh, that link to the meeting is actually automatically included and that's where you guys meet. Super cool. Didn't know they did that. Yeah, I was playing around My with group. that earlier, actually. It's kind of cool. I didn't know it was there. Yeah. Um, so we went through the other day, the community group uh, director and I, and we set a Teams meeting up for every single group and just put the link out there so the leaders don't have to worry about it. The benefit with Teams is the the organizer doesn't have to be there. So I went through, created about 12 meetings in my calendar for groups. I'm not going to attend all 12 groups, but anyone can go and just start the meeting. So they click the link, type their name, and now they're an attendee in there. You have... Which is awesome. Uh, they can, yeah, they can share their microphone. They can... Um, Share, the share their webcam, share their screen, which was another big one so that they can go through notes or whatever else they want to do and really just do community together through Teams. Zoom is the other one. Zoom has a cost involved. I'm going to look it up while we talk real I think quick. It's, I think it's 50, roughly 12 to $15 a month. But yep. the and negative, the negative one, side yeah. to Zoom yep. is the host does have to be there to start the meeting. And so, correct. Um, and it, it's $15 a host, right? So you yes. either have to have one person that starts it, you're okay sharing passwords, or who do you trust, who do you not trust, and go forward with that. That is that is definitely the downside to, to Zoom. Um, there's a couple other ones out there, too, that are really good. Uh, I use GoToMeeting a lot. 
uh, go to meeting, I think is a little more expensive, but um, super easy to use. And the other thing too, that I'll say with teams, or I'm sorry, with zoom and go to meeting, that's nice. Uh, if you say are a very remote location, um, a very much a congregation that's not young tech savvy while teams is super easy to use zoom and go to meeting just offer a dial in number right so you don't that's have true. to have a computer you can just open your phone type in a number type in a passcode and boom you're all on a call together with that said i will encourage this this is uh as my my specific team of five people went remote this week uh it is a requirement that if you are in a meeting your webcam is on the reason for that being is, you know, it's nice to see your face every so often, but you also want to make sure that there's better community when you see one another. I agree. So uh, I will say that there is a benefit. I'm not saying leave someone out just because they don't have a webcam, but it should be something that should be highly encouraged, highly kind of just part of your culture, right? If we're talking about a new set of communication rules, a new communication culture, that should be one of them. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and the other thing about Microsoft Teams is if you're a church or a non-for-profit, it's free where uh, Zoom you do not, uh, Zoom you do yep. have to pay for. And so in yep. Microsoft Teams, we don't have time to get into it now, but it does so much more than just video conference calls. I mean, it is, it is our go-to everything. for everything. It really does. Yep. Yep. So we're, we've moved all of our groups online. Uh, effective, that was a few days ago, actually. I think it was Friday. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that we're doing is I am going to start hosting myself and then we'll start integrating the staff with that. I'm going to start hosting daily Bible studies from Monday through Thursday on Facebook and Instagram live at 10 a.m. And for me, uh, I'm starting with the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter five, and I'm just going to do two or three verses a day. And I'm just going to talk about it for 15 to 20 minutes, answer any questions, um, and then leave it at that. And again, you're trying to promote social community whenever people are isolated and they don't have social community. And then the other thing that I would encourage people, uh, and this is actually really awesome right now, uh, rightnowmedia.com. I believe that it's a resource that every church should have because it, it empowers your church to kind of grow in their spiritual development on their own and as a family. And right mm-hmm. now with the COVID outbreak that's going on right now, media.com is given anyone who signs up church or non-church a free account. Um, and there's over 10,000 sermons, video resources, Bible studies, uh, and it's then amazing. kids resources as well. And they're literally giving this away to everyone right now. If you have a church account, um, your church account, you can give it away to all your members for free. And the church just pays one flat fee. A month that's we've been doing this for uh i mean since it really rolled out about six months after yeah. we rolled out we we jumped on we've had it for uh probably going on about seven years now um yep and it's great the other thing is it's got over a thousand kids video resources in there um and so buck denver's what's in your bible veggie tales um and that's about all that i know um <laughs> but there's there's 998 more you know uh yep. there's a lot more in there Um, so again, discipleship does not have to happen literally face to face. And right now it can't, it can happen through a webcam, uh, and you can still disciple your church regardless of whether you're meeting in person or meeting through a computer. Um, so something I want to talk about is kids ministry because we have two kids and they're going stir crazy. Uh, it is eight 46 on Sunday evening. And I hear one of them crying right now. 
Um, and during the day we just get to that point where they're, they're just, God help me, you know? Uh, so I think this is an awesome opportunity for churches to be able to resource parents as well, to be able to promote family discipleship and really for men to be able to lead the family through discipleship as well. And so I just want to go through three things that we're doing, uh, two that, two that we're doing now. And then one that we will be rolling online in the next week or so is the first one is orange curriculum. Uh, and what they're doing is they are sending out weekly video emails. I'm sorry, they're sending out weekly emails with video lessons, activities, and games for parents to do with their kids. So essentially it's kids church in the home. We get the master email and then we send this to all of our parents, either Friday evening or Saturday morning, just depending on when we get the material, because they're trying to produce this material uh, week by week as well. And so that way, kids can have their own kids experience while the adults can sit there and watch TV or watch mm -hmm. the live cam. And we actually saw a picture of a family where their kids were doing this uh, and the adults were watching our Sunday experience being streamed online. Uh, the other thing is there's multiple resources out there, Hillsong Kids, Fellowship Kids, um, a few other, uh, Bluefish TV, I think they've got some stuff which is actually integrated with Right Now Media. Yep. Uh, they have yep. midweek activities. Uh, and those are now available for free. And you can take those and you can send those out to the parents on a Tuesday or a Wednesday to do essentially a small group in your home. Nice. And then something else that we are, uh, we'll be rolling out in the next week, um, maybe not this week, but for sure next week, is we're going to make a, uh, a home kids ministry bags and we'll drop those off to the parents of each house. And I'll explain drop off in a few minutes because... Uh, that's a big concern right now. Um, but it's just going to have some games, coloring books, some scriptures in it, uh, and things that are Christ centered for the kids to do at home with their parents. And again, it's going to like, if you have kids like mine, it's going to be a huge opportunity for them to be creative and still learn about scripture and the family can pray together or whatever it may be. And they can engage, you can engage them as a parent and as a church really that promotes family discipleship and it gives the parents the assurance that their kids matter to your church community um, yeah. as well. Yep. All right. So serving our community. All right. So here's another thing. And again, this is, this is uh, applicable in New York. I don't know how, um, I don't think at this day, at this exact day, this will cross over to every situation. However, I think in a month, it will cross over into every situation. Um, since our state is essentially shut down, we have seen massive layoffs taking place. And as much as we would love to be able to just give money for rent or help people out with um, paying their credit card bills or whatever it may be, we can't do everything. Uh, so we are, we have again created a centralized communication email, which is info at citychurchalbany.com. And we are funneling all requests through there. And what we've done is we've asked our church to either give uh, literal items or to give financially towards five essential areas that we believe is the most important at this time. And here are the five areas. Number one is diapers, diapers of any size. Number two is baby formula. Number three is essential clothing. I'm not talking about hats and beanies. I'm talking about shoes, socks, underwear, things that people are going to need that they can't go out and buy right now because everything's closed. Uh, number four is essential foods, non-perishable foods. And then number five is toiletry and sanitary items. 
Now, Nate, I have not been to the store. You have been to the store. Do you want to share about the stores up here? Uh, yeah, it depends on which ones you go to. I will say that the one out in the boonies out here. Well, you're in the boonies. Terrible. That's a little different. Yeah, it's it's not terrible. There's definitely no toilet paper. I can tell you that. Um, but uh, good news is there's tons of bacon, which is what I've been eating recently. So I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> and I will I will say this. So I actually went to the grocery store twice this week, once for myself, once for my parents. Um, and actually... Uh, I will say, while things you could tell are still in a panic, they're not as bad as they were last week. Um, like I will say, one grocery store I went to last week, there was no chicken, there was no like meat, there was no soup, no nothing. Um, the grocery store the other day was sparse, but I mean, I came home with chicken, so like there's there's steps up in the right direction. Um, but you can kind of just tell too that when everyone's there, it's kind of everyone's trying to hide their panic, right? Obviously you'll see on the news that there's some actual brawls and stuff like that, but you can tell for the most part, when you go to the store that there's just kind of an underlying panic between everyone. Um, So it's very interesting to go see, very interesting to, um, to witness, but I will say things have gotten better, but yeah, you're not going to find everything at all. Yeah. So Christy's experience and she went shopping Friday um, was completely different. And so we were able to get canned food and pasta and stuff, um, ShopRite, which were right outside. I mean, literally a mile outside of the city of Albany ShopRite yep. had no meat whatsoever. That, um, yeah, that was last week. Yep. And so, um, so like we've, we've been eating frozen chicken strips, uh, that we had in the freezer from months ago, uh, for dinner, yep. <coughs> which sounds really bad. It makes it sound like we're starving. We're not starving. But we are just got to think different. Yeah, we are definitely having to think different. Uh, Eating healthy has gone out the window for us right now uh, because there's just not a lot of options out there. Dude, tofu is always in stock. So I don't know what you're. That's fair. It's high in soy, (laughs) though. So, (laughs) so as a church, we are we are creating or we've created, and this is now in in full force effect. we've created like an, a way. And so people can drop off these items on Sundays while we're there doing the live stream. We have a couple who's volunteered to be there on Sundays to collect the items. They wear gloves. Nobody comes in. They take the items, they sanitize every piece of item. Uh, and then it's, it's brought upstairs to a room that's already been like cleaned and prepped and ready for it. And as the needs come in through our info at citychurchalbany.com email address, we will mm-hmm. then set up a time for drop-off. The other thing we're doing is people can give. And, and so we've created a COVID-19 hardship fund at the church. And 100% of everything that goes into that is going to go back out into the community. And the way that this is working is we're using social media, specifically Facebook, um, to be able to communicate with people in our church about what we need, but then also to get requests Uh, They can set up a time to drop off a donation during the week, or they can drop it off on Sundays, or they can give financially. And then as the needs start coming in, we've had a few that have come in, and we know it's going to ramp up even more in the next coming weeks. Um, Our team, our staff uh, working with this couple uh, will end up making an appointment, and then we will have probably two people, uh, preferably a couple or someone who is living like uh, like a brother and sister or two brothers or roommates, roommate, something like that, because we want to uh, eliminate as much as possible. So for instance, let's just take Christy and I or Nathan and Marissa would go out 
and and they would drop off at the person's house. But the way we do drop offs is we would call the person and we would say, hey, we're on our way. We're going to be there at 215. We would go up to the house, set it on the porch, walk away, call them and say, we just dropped it off. The stuff is on your porch. We would wait for them to open the door, them to grab the stuff to make sure that they got it. And then we would drive away. So this actually happened with us today. Somebody dropped something off, a gift at our house. They came up, they knocked a few times on the door. I was like, who on earth is there? I opened the door. They were in their car waiting for it to make sure we saw it. I picked it up. I yelled, hey, thank you. And I waved and I went inside and we were at least 40 feet from each other, never spoke to each other uh, in person. And so we were safe. keeping the social distancing, but they were, they were actually meeting a need for our family and for our kids. And it was a very kind gesture. And so that's how we're going to be handling it as a church. And with the people that we give to like, and this is, again, this is specific to New York, but I would say this, this applies everywhere in America. We're not going to enter a random person's house and we have no idea where they've been or what they've been doing or who they've been around, especially with this virus that is spreading like wildfire right now. Um, like that's, and they're going to know that the person that we're giving the stuff to will know we're not going to enter at the house. We're going to leave it on your stoop or we're going to leave it in front of your front door. We're not going to go in and we will be away from the house whenever we let you know that it's there. And it's not that we don't love them. It's not that we don't have faith. We're using wisdom and we're protecting our team as well as protecting them as well. And, and on top of that too, I mean, we are honoring our government in terms of social distancing and stuff Absolutely. like that, right? Yeah. Romans chapter 13. And, and then the other thing we're going to do is as needs come in for, we need bedding or we need financial aid. Like we're just not at a place to be able to do that right now. I don't know many people who are, uh, but we are working with other churches and agencies to be able to provide information for those who need those resources that we're unable to meet. And I think that what that does essentially for the church is it's going to promote uh, the body of Christ and, uh, and it's going to really just promote unity amongst all people. And so uh, I'm excited about this, about that. And so we, we really ramp this up by the time this podcast is out, we will be in our second or third day of this um, getting the information out there and uh, serving our community. And so I'm pumped up about that. So uh, in our case, literally information changes daily um, and it's hard to keep everyone up to date. And so our team created a landing page and Nate, I'm going to turn it over to you for you to talk about this. Uh, And just a big shout out to Dan because he kind of spearheaded this and just ran with it and it looks great. Yeah. Um, I was trying to pull it up real quick, but yeah, Dan uh, did a great job creating this website. Uh, all it is is just a landing page in our website. Other companies are doing this. Um, I can't spell coronavirus apparently. I always forget. C O R O N A V I R U S. So it's citychurchalbany.com forward slash coronavirus. We'll link into the show notes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so all this does is basically in companies that have been doing the same thing. It basically just keeps you up to date on what we're doing, what's daily changing, uh, just as everything, as you should know today, is changing daily. Um, But it's a one-stop shop where, hey, you can see that we're now online. Here's everything that's online. We now do 100% of uh, community groups online, so please check the groups page for it. Um, There's a sign-up form for you to get information for City Kids, which is what we talked about. You can sign up to get that sort of thing. 
to serve for the community, there's another form for that. There's a way for people to understand how to give online for everyone who might not be doing that before. Uh, weekly devotions about how we'll start be doing those uh, within the church. Uh, and then just kind of what we're doing as a staff, how we're abiding the guidelines, how our day-to-day changes, and just to let everyone know that we're there for you. We're excited uh, for what's what's happening just in terms of the change, but really just excited for the the way that people are rallying around it, right? Uh, Absolutely. And just how how we're we're here for it, and uh, really this is just this one page where you can go to go to our site and basically see everything as it changes daily, right? I mean, we've probably made four edits over the past three days because it went from 50 people to 10 people to a lockdown in those three days. So we had to constantly be updating this website. Yeah, we actually did a live stream explaining here's the direction of the church on Thursday and Friday at noon. Half the stuff I said on the live stream was invalid because of the new restrictions that were in place. And so that's how quickly it's changing up here in New York. Um, And then we, excuse me, uh, what we did is on our homepage where we would normally have plan your visit, uh, we just replaced that button with a COVID-19 update and they yep. click that button and it brings it straight to the page. And then on yep. uh, Facebook um, that we've pinned this page at the top of our Facebook that whenever, whenever someone clicks on our Facebook feed or whatever they see, this is where you can get all the information. Yep. And it's also uh, an area for people to submit prayer requests. Um, it's a huge opportunity to rally people around prayer. And so, hey, there's a there's a few just uh, kind of off the hip type tips that I just want to go over just real quick. Uh, I'm just going to I've got seven of them. I'm just going to go real quick with them uh, is number one. Remember that this is an opportunity to see the church step into our true beauty. And I mean that for real. I believe this is the greatest hour for the church. Uh, Number two, uh, encouraging words are always appreciated. As a pastor, you are the primary spiritual leader for your community. People need to hear from you. Uh, Me personally, I've constantly constantly have been doing Facebook Live, Insta stories, and just posting encouraging things for people in our community. Um, The feedback I've gotten, I've had multiple people that have come to me and said, Michael, thank you for leading us well during this. And I'm not doing anything out of the ordinary. I'm just making myself mm-hmm. more visible on social media. Just number, that extra effort. Yeah, exactly. It's an extra 15 minutes a day. Uh, number yep. three, constant communication is key. This includes emails, live stream, social media, uh, post, whatever, just constant. And then for us, Microsoft Teams as well, constant communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else we have done, we will possibly continue doing it just depending on what the government says as far as lockdowns or not. Uh, we're hosting online prayer and worship nights where it's just uh, 30 minutes, 45 minutes of just praying and worship. Here's a few prayer points. We're just going to worship and we're going to pray. Um, and people yep. are able to log in and they're able to watch and join us in prayer. Uh, again, I already hit this, but offering people to submit prayer requests. Uh, again, we do that through our landing page and it's funneled out to our prayer team. And then for all the pastors, um, have fun. Uh, I know it seems weird, but use social media as a tool to make people laugh. Post funny videos of your kids or of you and your spouse. Let people know that you're human. Try to relax. It's going to be tense. Look, I I don't know of a couple who has not gotten into some sort of argument the past week. All right. Um, (laughs) Like it's okay to be human. Try to relax and try to have fun. And then just for some practical help, this is something my wife is going to be posting tomorrow. Um, 
especially for parents at home with kids, uh, Christy has created a daily schedule for our kids. And this includes education, exercise, dance breaks, naps, scream time. Kids need a routine. Parents may be overwhelmed. Nice. This is a practical need that costs zero money that we're going to be posting online tomorrow for other people to take and apply what they can to their life. Um, and again, it just trying to build some kind of normalcy in everything that is completely not normal now. Yep. Um, and I'll just say this, like, again, shout out to our team because over the past seven, eight, nine days, over the past yep. nine days, we have literally restructured everything in our church to be a hundred percent digital. Um, everything, assimilation, connecting, communication, yep. community, it's all been restructured. And so I know it seems overwhelming and I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of work. Our team has not had a day off in over two weeks um, because we started a normal work week and then all hell broke loose. And then it was just like working through the weekend. And so it does require a lot of work, but I, I really feel like now we're in a place where we're able to just tweak things um, because we have the systems in place to be able to manage what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'll just say this, look, we're available. Um, email us, reach out, hit us up on social media. We're praying for all the churches out there. It's a lot to navigate mm -hmm. through. Uh, we also have everything that we talked about in this podcast available in a PDF resource that will be available in the show notes. Uh, if you want to mm -hmm. download it, um, if you want to reach out to Nate or to me or to anyone on our team, um, you may have to schedule a time to do that. You just don't call us or, or expect a immediate return because we are still dealing with navigating through this. And Nate also has to work a full-time job, but we will make ourselves available within a 24 to 48 hour window to be able to talk yep. to you and to help you through this as well. Um, one of us, one of us has a public calendar that I'm trying to get the other guy to use. So but, you yeah, know. yeah, you so. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time, right? It is. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> You're right. So, but yeah, I'll just say, Hey guys, we love you all. Uh, please share this podcast. I've, I've talked to dozens of pastors that don't know where to start. Uh, we're doing this not to build our own credit. We're doing this to be able to help other churches, uh, especially mm -hmm. right now, whenever everything's shifted. Um, and we want to be a resource that's available for people out there. And so normally we'd have a fancy ending. Look, you can find me at Mike Moore, ALB. You can find Nate at... And Westfall or Time Awaston. Time Awaston or Nate, Nate in what? Nate? And Westfall. In Westfall? Nate, yeah. Nate. Two in. L's. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, we love you guys. We're praying for you. Um, we don't know when our next podcast will be. We may do this more frequently. Uh, mm -hmm. We may not just with everything going on. We're trying to navigate it all and keep everyone up to date. So, um, but please reach out to us if you need anything. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. As Mike said, we'll not know what's going on. Maybe we'll do a Q&A. Maybe it'll be more of a podcast. Just like the world is adapting, we're going to do the same. So everyone be blessed. Stay safe. Have a good week. Peace.